Welcome to the Amazing Apps Show from Microsoft business applications creators who want to build amazing applications that everyone will love. Hi, I'm your host, Neil Benson. My goal on this show is to help you slash your project budgets, reduce your delivery timelines, mitigate technical risks, and create amazing, agile Microsoft Dynamics 365 Power Apps, Power Automate, Power Virtual Agent, and Power BI applications. Hi, and welcome to my new podcast, The Amazing Apps Show. On this show, we interview the people behind amazing business applications so that we can learn from their experience and build more amazing apps for our users too. I also share my experience using agile approaches like Scrum to create Microsoft business applications. This is a very special episode. It's going to be different to the usual episodes. In this one, I'm joined by guests from across our industry who have asked to share their advice on a very important topic. The restrictions imposed due to the coronavirus are being slowly eased in many countries. I hope you and your loved ones and co-workers have stayed safe and well throughout the pandemic. But as those social and health restrictions are lifted, the economic impacts are being felt all around the world, with projects paused or deferred or even cancelled which means there's a lot of us who find ourselves stood down, furloughed, in between projects, or even out of a job. So I've invited lots of special guests to share how they've been impacted and the advice they would give to their younger selves if their career was impacted by an economic recession. This is going to be an episode jam-packed with advice, but if your career has been affected, or you know someone who's been affected by the downturn, this one is going to be worth it. You can find show notes to this episode with links to all of my special guests at the show's new website, amazingapps.show. My first guest hardly needs an introduction. I'm delighted to welcome James Phillips, President of Business Applications at Microsoft. Hi, this is James Phillips with Microsoft. I'm the President of Microsoft's Business Applications Group, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. You know, I've been impacted like many of you uh, through this pandemic. I've I've been working at home now for a couple of months, uh, spending most of my time on Teams and interacting with my colleagues and partners and customers via video conferencing uh, versus in person. Haven't traveled very much. And it's given me an opportunity, frankly, to spend more time uh, balancing my life a bit. I've got several hours a day that I don't need to do in my car commuting or transitioning from one campus to another. Uh, that's given me the opportunity to spend more time on my uh, my bicycle trainer at my house. feel like I'm in my uh, best shape in a long time, frankly, although I weigh more than I ever have because I'm within arm's reach of food. So I guess pros and cons on that one. I think from an advice perspective, uh, what I'd tell my younger self, perhaps uh, two things. Number one, that this too shall pass. Uh, you know, the, the period that we're in right now uh, will will get better. We'll get through the crisis. And things will return to probably an adjusted sense of normalcy, but some degree of normalcy nonetheless. Maybe the second thing is, you know, to to spend the time looking for the opportunities to find silver linings, uh, notwithstanding that we're in the middle of something that's very difficult. For me, it's meant more exercise. It's meant the opportunity to be more connected with my family. Uh, and I'm sure for others, there are different opportunities. But that's that's the advice I'd give. Thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to speak here. Sarah Critchley is a lead architect for customer service with Hitachi Solutions Canada. 
based in Vancouver, and is also a Microsoft MVP, known as Dynamic CRM Cat. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah. Uh, so what would what advice would I give to my future self, uh, especially if I was being faced with something like being followed or or redundancy uh, or essentially losing losing my job and you know it's a real tough position to be in i have been in a position of of redundancy before and and i the the things i'm about to kind of share in terms of my advice i know that my younger self if i was going to say this to my younger self she probably would just be like yeah whatever like you're not in this position all this kind of stuff it's easy for you to say and and that kind of stuff so i completely empathize with that position and please just know that my my advice is coming from someone who has been in in a similar similar position so the the big thing here is to keep on moving forward that would be my absolute advice is keep on moving forward and what does that mean so that means really uh, to to take a breath and to to not overthink things and to really stop thinking altogether uh to just it's not necessarily about acceptance and I do think acceptance is important in terms of of that's happened and it's, it's primarily out of a lot of people's control and the big thing here is about saying you know we have lots of different paths that we can go on and the path that you're on or if you're in this position uh, it just means that, that this is the time to then reassess and I am a big fan of of planning and I think that it's only really useful when you couple it with reassessing so and and almost in a rapid succession so plan reassess plan reassess because that's really how we can only really get the agility that we need if you want to move fast in careers or if you want to be able to learn a lot fast or if you want to be able to get somewhere uh, and and you want to make sure that you're on the right track and I think that this is a perfect opportunity for you right now and and to move forward keep moving forward and to reassess uh, and the big thing here is about when I say keep moving forward I don't mean uh you know running or maybe going at the speed that you was previously going at I mean literally if you move an inch forward that's great that's amazing and I think you should really kind of again take a breath and celebrate that and just be like you know, stop being so hard on yourself. There are lots of different ways that you can move forward, even in in today's times. And you can go ahead and do online courses. You can go ahead and seek mentorship and try and, you know, if there's something that you've actually been longing to do for quite some time, take, you know, again, plan, reassess, plan, reassess, and go through, go through that, uh, that kind of cycle. So that would be my recommendation. I really do hope it helps. And if you have any questions, you can go ahead and contact me on Twitter at Dynamic Serum Cap. And I'll be happy to help. Catherine Huxiv is the CEO of CRM Consultana in Stockholm, in Sweden. Karina Clayson at CRM Consultana just received an MVP award, the fourth one in Catherine's team, which I think speaks volumes to the culture Catherine is building there. Hi, my name is Katrine Huxiv, and I work at CRM Consultana in Sweden, Stockholm. We have a small office also in Gothenburg. And my role in the company is this, to be the CEO, and uh, I am also the owner, one of the owners of CRM Consultana. During the pandemic time now and Corona, we have been able to work from home, fortunately. We have all, all been able to stay home and stay safe. And none of us have, has been really, really sick, uh, as many people has with this um, virus, fortunately. We have been working from home and uh, the, from the company, we have supported with whatever is possible. 
uh, regarding furniture and equipment in order to make home office as good as uh, possible. I think it has been working quite okay. Uh, Teams is good. We use Teams every day and we have a short stand-up every morning in order to hear what people are doing, uh, hear if there are some things that they need help with that we can help out with, uh, that any of us can help with. You know, we have 20 people that are really specialized in Power Platform and Dynamics 365 customer engagement. And usually we can always help each other with something uh, in the mornings. And then we... um, work with the projects and with our customers also over teams uh, a lot of the time. I do really miss to meet in person and I do really miss my colleagues, my fun, my intelligent and my innovative colleagues uh, that really make my day. So I'm looking forward to when the corona leaves us uh, to go back to work more and more. We have already started a little bit to go back to our office and meet up and that really feels like a big difference. And also I've been able to have a few customer meetings in person and that really energized me quite a lot. When it comes to giving my younger self an advice in this type of situation, I would say be clear with what you offer, what value you can generate to to a customer group uh, and be as good as you can on that. Continue to to develop the skill set. So never stop learning, be better and better every day. Growing your competence uh, is also about sharing your competence, I believe. So sharing, uh, you will also get. It's like the karma, right? If you give, you will get. And I would also uh, tell myself to not be too uh, afraid of trying out new things and just to start to do something because you don't know what the perfect job will be or the perfect work will be, you just have to get started and you will find out eventually what is uh, working and what is not working for you. And during the pandemic times, it's also a lot about getting into jobs, even though it's not your dream job, uh, if it's something, it's better than nothing. So that's my recommendations. Stay sharp, continue to learn, offer something specific, uh, specialized and be um, interesting for the customers. Good luck. Neil Parkhurst is a well-known Dynamics 365 blogger, trainer, consultant, and MVP. Hi, my good friend Neil Benson has asked me to talk about any advice I might have for my younger self during these challenging times. I'm not quite sure why he asked me to give you the advice. Maybe he just thought I was old and I'm seeing loads of different things before that somehow might help. I'm not so sure. But I guess I should start by telling you a bit about myself and my career to to give you some context. My name is Neil Parkhurst. I'm a Dynamics and Power Platform freelance consultant and a Microsoft certified trainer. I'm a Microsoft MVP and I've worked with Microsoft products for, for many, many years. I've worked with Microsoft technology for pretty much all my career. Back in the 1980s, I used to be a software developer and I was writing systems on what we called IBM compatible PCs that back then using Microsoft's MS-DOS, so pre-Windows. And I worked really hard at my career and I moved from being a developer to a senior developer to an analyst to a project manager and eventually I became a group head of IT. But then, almost 15 years ago, I had what 
I can only describe as a career epiphany. Um, when I just suddenly looked at my career and thought, I, I want to change that. So I rebooted my career and restarted and refocused to become a hands-on consultant again. Now, I did that for a couple of reasons. First, I'd started to work with um, what was then called Dynamics CRM version 3. And I was really, really enjoying working with the product. But also, I'd realised as the more and more senior I became in these organisations, the further and further I got away from the technology that was my passion and what got me interested in the career in the first place. So the more senior I became, the less I was enjoying my job, and that had to change. Having spent several years rebooting my career, reimagining my career, and refocusing on hands-on consultancy work that I now love doing, um, I can say that I enjoy my career every bit as much as I did as back in the 1980s when I was a young, keen developer who really wanted to know stuff. As I said at the start, Neil Benson's asked me to give any advice I can to my younger self around um, how to cope with this particular crisis. The problem is I'm not sure I've seen a crisis like this before. This isn't a traditional low point in a um, standard boom-bust economic cycle. But I do think we can draw some comparisons to things that have happened in the past. For example, in the UK in the 1990s, we saw a very deep recession. Now, this was started on what's now called Black Wednesday, when the government of the time pulled out of the European exchange rate mechanism. And the end result of that was a weakened pound and an inevitable market crash that led to very high rates of unemployment and a lot of difficulties for a lot of companies and a lot of people. But if I look back, for me personally, those times weren't, weren't that difficult. And I think one of the key reasons why was because I worked in technology and in IT. And during challenging times, it's quite common for companies to continue to invest in IT. And I think we'll see that pattern again. We're going to see a lot of companies have to be very agile with their business processes. A lot of companies will have to transition into their workforce being at home or maybe delivering their services to their customers in different ways. For us working in Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform, this may well be an opportunity because the tool set that is provided by Dynamics 365 and the Power Platform allows us to rapidly create applications that might help companies address these needs. There's a big shortage of developers. By developers, I do mean pro developers who are crafting code and very complex applications. But I also mean the growing number of developers that are taking a low-code or no-code approach, and they are very much developers. Now, if you're a Dynamics developer that's been working with Dynamics 365 in all its iterations for a number of years, your work may well have been focused up until this point on what we now call model-driven apps. So the traditional database-focused applications that we, we know and love. And there's obviously still a place for those. But I really encourage you to hone your skills and focus in on some of the new low-code and no-code approaches such as using canvas apps and therefore i think it's really important that all of us have kind of a personal target to make sure that our skill sets and our knowledge is kept current to make sure that we remain marketable um, not just in these challenging times but generally throughout our whole careers 
My next piece of advice for all developers and consultants is to pass on your knowledge. We all know there's a skill shortage. Just imagine the positive impact that could happen if every developer trained one other developer. Imagine the impact that would have. So I do strongly encourage all developers not only to get training, but to give training. Now, you can do that in the way I have and give a formal training course to people. But you could also uh, start a blog writing about your experiences and things you've been working on. You could present at user groups. You know, just take part in the, the Dynamics 365 and Power Platform communities. So in summary, I guess I have three core messages for everybody during this crisis. So firstly, follow your passion. Whatever you do with your career, whatever direction it takes, make sure you enjoy it. Train yourself. Learn as much as you can, particularly about the new technologies of low-code and no-code, and get certified. Demonstrate that you've achieved this training and achieved this learning. Train others. Be part of the Dynamics 365 and Power Platform community. Train others. Pass on your knowledge. Help support the community. But at the same time, realise that whilst you're doing that, you will be helping yourself. So it's a win-win situation. I really do hope that people out there aren't being too adversely impacted by um, the events that are happening currently. But if you are, don't be downheartened. Go and get yourself some training. Mohammed Mustafa, another MVP, leads Tech Labs London and is the architect behind iProperty Cloud. My name is Mohammed Mustafa. I am a Microsoft Business Solutions MVP and I'm Solutions Director at Tech Labs London. We had a similar economic downturn about 12 years ago. And my advice to my younger self and to my younger friends and colleagues who are at early stages in their career is to think and act positively. There is an opportunity in every threat, in every challenge. If you are on the bench, have been furloughed, lost your job, or currently looking for a new job, then my advice to you is to focus on three positive actions. Number one, learning and self-development. Number two, get active in the community. Number three, make yourself available and build your network. Let's talk about each one of them separately. This is an opportunity to learn, self-develop and get accredited. There hasn't been a better time for that. If you've got time and there is a lot of online free Microsoft learning resources, then you have no excuse really. Go to learn.microsoft.com and start a Dynamics 365 or a Power Platform online learning path. It is all free virtual training and you can get a free trial environment, Dynamics 365 or Power Platform free trial to test out everything you've learned. Finally, after completing your learning path, you can showcase this learning by completing a certification. You are now a lot more employable and you have showcased your skills and capabilities. Next, let's talk about the community. There are tens, if not hundreds, of free virtual online community events and activities that you can participate in. You can attend a free community event online, or you can join in a hackathon, or engage in online Power Platform and Dynamics 365 community forums. The result is a lot of learning, experience, exposure to other Microsoft Business Solutions consultants and colleagues, with more experience and perhaps with a wider network. Community events are open for all, 
and you will be welcomed regardless of your race, gender, ethnicity, or any other background. Trust me on this one. Don't shy away from being active in the community. You do not have to be an expert to speak at an event. And you certainly do not have to have 10 plus years experience to join a hackathon. You will meet some great people and you will be most welcomed in this environment. Which leads us to my third point. Make yourself available and build your network. If you are working in a company but currently on the bench, don't hide away. Offer your time, your help and services to other colleagues. I did that in the 2008 financial crisis. As soon as I was on the bench, I contacted colleagues in our sales team and offered them my services to support them. I showed them and other colleagues in the business that I'm eager to support them. Rather than waiting for someone to call upon me for a pre-sales activity or ask me to join an ongoing project, I contacted everyone in my organization and I made myself available to them. The results were some amazing feedback and a few joint successes. If you are furloughed or out of job, you can also make yourself available by participating in community events and widening your network by going into these activities. You can even offer your services for free for a few weeks to charities and non-for-profits to do some good, but also to build up your skills and gain more experience. Finally, and to summarize my points, having a slowdown is an opportunity to build upon your knowledge and your experience, to engage with the community and to widen your network until this economic downturn ends, at which point you will be ready to progress your career and have a bright future ahead of you. Eliza Benitez, best known for her What The Flow YouTube channel, is also a Microsoft MVP and a senior consultant with Theta in New Zealand. Hi, my name is Eliza Benitez and I work for a Microsoft partner called Theta in New Zealand as a senior consultant. My recommendation to all of you amazing human beings is to do some self-learning. Self-learning is about wanting to improve your knowledge. You could study towards a certification or you could even start with completing a course and then work towards being certified. There are different resources available today that will allow you to learn. For anything that is Microsoft related, head over to the Microsoft Learn site as they do have modules that are relevant to the Microsoft certifications in Azure, Dynamics 365, and so forth. Another popular resource for learning Microsoft related technologies is Pluralsight. There are a lot of courses available online through their site. Now, they don't just offer Microsoft technology courses. There are different courses, so if you want to be familiar with the Adobe product suite, that's another option as well in Pluralsight. If you want to do something that's, let's say, more business-orientated, check out LinkedIn Learning. For example, there is a course available called Building Business Relationships. For all of you creative designers listening today, there is another site called Skillshare where you can learn how to improve your, let's say, photography shoot and edit skills, your video editing skills if you're a YouTuber like me, or even something simple and everyday such as brewing the perfect cup of coffee. Now, Pluralsight, Skillshare, and LinkedIn Learning do have some type of a fee or fees, so be aware of that. One other source of learning is YouTube, which is free. There are so many videos available on YouTube that you can learn from. 
My suggestion is to type in a keyword, for example, project management or entrepreneurial skills, or if it's something that is focused towards technology, such as Dynamics 365, enter that into the search engine of YouTube, and I can guarantee that a lot of videos will show in the results. Watch some of those videos, and if you do like the content and style of that YouTuber, subscribe to their YouTube channel so that you don't miss out on any new content that they release. And that is my recommendation. So self-learning is something that you don't have to stop with after life resumes back to normal. You know, in my opinion, self-learning is something that you could continue with indefinitely as it feeds your mind and learning new knowledge as well as improves your skills that you are working towards in gaining. Thank you for listening. Continue to subscribe to Neil's podcast. Dion Taylor is our fifth MVP. She's a pre-sales director for RSM in Florida in the United States. Hi, my name is Dion Taylor and I work for RSM in their technology management consulting practice as a pre-sales engineer. My focus is on Dynamics 365 customer engagements, but I also work with other components of the Power Platform. I was born and raised in the Netherlands and I moved to the United States in 2004. Now, I haven't really been impacted that much by this pandemic because I was already working from home before all of this started. Now, I did have a lot of travel and obviously that has completely stopped. I was asked what advice I would give my younger self if I was laid off or on the bench during an economic crisis like the one that we're facing today. So I kind of want to tell a little bit of a story about what happened to me in 2008 when I was working for a bank as, as an HR coordinator when I actually did lose my job. So what I ended up doing is, is basically making the decision that I wanted to change my career path, going from HR to more of an IT focused career. So the first step was when I went out there and started applying for jobs again, I had several offers, I actually had two different offers and I actually took the position at the IT company. And then after working in HR for a couple of years and proving myself, I talked to management and expressed to them that I did want to get into the IT world, so to speak. So they were totally amazing. They gave me a chance and I started working with something that at that point in time was called Dynamics CRM. So fast forward, now we are nine years later, because I started working with the application in 2011. So we're nine years later, I'm still working with Dynamics 365 customer engagement, as it's called now, and all of these other wonderful power platform components uh, that are related to those business applications. I think what I really want to reiterate to people is that it is never too late to change your career. I was, I think I was 34, 35, whatever it was, when I kind of changed my career and when I took that step, I was always kind of intimidated by those types of positions. I thought you needed to know a lot of coding and right, all of that stuff to be able to work with business applications, but that is not the case at all. 
Microsoft really developed these types of, of components, like components from the Power Platform and the business applications for it to be a low code, no code platform. That means that you don't have to know coding. You don't have to be a developer to be able to make a career out of working with business applications. It is also never boring because Microsoft continuously adds functionality to those business applications. And on top of that, there is a wonderful community out there with a lot of people that just want to share their knowledge and they want to help each other out. So that is also a great way to learn additional things, but also to ask questions and get answers to those questions that you desire. All in all, for me personally, I think it was the best decision that I made to kind of swift gears to a different direction. And hopefully we will see you soon in the business application world. Leon Tribe and I have known each other for 10 years and worked together a few years ago in Sydney. Today, he's the Deputy General Manager at Power Objects and another Microsoft MVP. Hi, my name is Leon Tribe and I've been asked to speak on what advice I would give my younger self if I was laid off during a crisis. This is a subject which I've got some experience with as I've been laid off four times during my career, made redundant. Uh, three of those were during what was called the dot-com bubble. So this is in the early 2000s and a lot of companies went bust and there was a lot of shrinking in the technology sector economically. Each one of those redundancies though led to something bigger and better. So in the case of the first one, it led me into uh, CRM, working with a product called SalesLogix originally. The second one gave me the opportunity to work for a big four company, Deloitte to Chamat, and that was a, a big eye-opener into professional consulting. I enjoyed that a, a lot. The third redundancy introduced me to a consulting practice which worked with Microsoft products, So that and that led to working with Microsoft CRM as it was called back then, and what is now business applications. And my fourth redundancy gave me the opportunity to change my career from being more of a consultant and more of a practice manager, so doing more people management. And each one has led to something bigger and better. So if you're in a redundancy, don't, don't necessarily see it as a, as a bad thing. It's, it's a great opportunity to take stock, and inevitably it will lead to something more interesting more fulfilling and something that you'll enjoy greatly. Some things you can do while you are um, laid off or on furlough, made redundant, learn what makes you tick, learn what you enjoy. So early in my career with solving problems, I'd come from a science background and solving, solving science problems was something I enjoyed a lot. And in business, there was a lot of problems to solve as well. So rather than being spherical objects in a vacuum, it was more the complex interplay of people and how they can work together and be more productive and serve their clients better. Uh, but I'm still, I still enjoyed solving those problems. These days, what makes me tick is making a difference. So I enjoy contributing and uh, making a difference in the world. Another thing you can do is explore new skills. It's very hard when you're in a nine to five full-time job to watch all those tutorials and see all those demonstrations of various software. So being, being out of work gives you an opportunity to explore some of that rich information that's out there on some of those topics that you might be curious about but never got around to, to exploring. It might be Power BI. It might be something completely outside of Microsoft. Maybe it's something like MongoDB and you want to find out how MongoDB works relative to, say, SQL Server. 
It's also an opportunity to say yes to things that otherwise you might might not consider. So look at Eventbrite, look at meetups, see what's on in your area, go to those things that you go, it might be interesting, just see what it's about. Add more colors to your palette, right? So, so don't just go to the same humdrum events that you'd go to as part of your job. Explore outside your boundaries, go, go to different things. Steve Jobs talks about how when he was a drop-in at university, he went to a calligraphy class and he learned about the art of writing. And that gave him ideas such as proportional spacing for fonts, which of course are completely standard today. It also gives you an opportunity to work differently. So another opportunity might be to work for yourself between jobs. So often when I've been made redundant, I'll just explore my contacts and say, look, I'm an independent consultant at the moment. Is there anything I can help with? And there's great value in just working for yourself and learning how a business works, even if it's just a business of one person. It also brings value when you do get that next job, which you will, because it means you have a greater insight into how the business works outside of your role. So if you have been laid off during a crisis, I've only ever had a positive experience from it. And so I'd encourage you to see it in that light, see that it will only lead to something bigger and better and embrace that opportunity to try and work out yourself and work out how, how you work and also to, to expand your palette and get new technologies, get new skills, which inevitably will serve you better in the future. Frida Maher is the Principal Consultant at Sales Performance On Demand in Sydney. Frida was the product owner for Dynamics 365 at the University of New South Wales, where Leon and I both had the pleasure of working with her. Hi, my name's Frida Ma. I'm the Principal Consultant at Sales Performance On Demand, or Sales Pod for short. My life and work have been impacted big time by the COVID-19 pandemic, as it is true also for so many people. Um, I'm at home pretty much all the time with my, my three kids and my dog. Uh, luckily for us, out, my husband's still going out to work every day. Um, but the rest of us are, are rambling over each other um, all day and all night, it seems like, sometimes. And from a work perspective, um, there's been big changes as well where some workers dried up that I didn't expect. Other workers come forward as people try and do projects at a time when they've got some more some more space in their business. But I, I think for many people, it's obviously been much worse as they have been laid off or, or furloughed in their work and are really struggling to know what to do next. My advice to those people would be to remember that everyone underestimates what they can achieve over the long term. Everyone overestimates what they can do in a day. We always think that we should be able to do more in one day than what is really humanly possible. But if we keep on chipping away at things like water on a rock over the long term, we can achieve more than we ever believed. So my advice is to do one little thing every day that progresses the goals, whether it's setting up a process where you reach out and connect with someone in your network every day, whether that's sending them a text or a LinkedIn message, making a phone call, sending an email, just reaching out and trying to connect with people, um, offering to do a Zoom meeting or have um, you know a virtual drink, have a chat, reach out to one person in your network every day. Another one thing that you can do is something to help yourself, whether it's to do some exercise, whether it's to meditate, whether it's to have you know, a conversation with a family member, to, to do something that makes you feel happy. And the final one thing that I would recommend is to do something to give back to your community. So many of our communities are struggling without the volunteers that they normally have if 
um, older people are staying away from the activities they normally conduct because they're afraid of getting ill. Younger people can be out there and, and helping others in their community. If you do one thing to give back, it's the most rewarding thing that you can possibly do. It will, in the end, return more to you individually than you can ever imagine. So do one thing every day to connect to others, to help yourself and to give back to your community. Good luck. Things will get better. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Dahlia Raphael from Auckland, New Zealand, is the head of Dynamics 365 services for DXC Eclipse in the Australia-New Zealand region. Firstly, thanks Neil for the opportunity to share my thoughts with the business application community. My name is Dahlia Raphael. I head up the Dynamics Consulting business at DXC Eclipse across New Zealand and Australia. I have been in the IT industry for over 20 years and I have seen and lived the ups and downs in this market. My advice to consultants or professionals who have downtime currently or through this tough economic period found themselves laid off is to ensure you build yourself so you can stand out from the crowd and you are ready when we come out of this period. The best thing you could do is to upskill yourself with skills and knowledge that is needed in today's businesses. You could try to gain certifications, sit exams, or do online courses to build your knowledge and gain broader skills. Think about your customers' challenges in today's digital world. What innovative things they need. It could be an app you write or a solution to help increase their remote productivity. Or what business intelligence they need to gain more understanding of where their business is going. My advice is to build your CV so you can stand out from the crowd. Let me share with you a personal experience. 14 years ago, while I was comfortably working as a software developer, I got pregnant with my second child. I knew I it will take a year. I will take a year off. As you know, technology and roles can change dramatically during one year. I decided I want to stand out from the crowd. So when I come back to the workforce, it will be much easier to find my next career move. Microsoft CRM was new to the market. I could see a huge potential to the customers I was working with. I felt it is a skill that will be needed in the market. So I decided to be a Microsoft CRM certified professional. I set a goal to sit three exams in three months before I go on my maternity leave. Sure enough, when I returned to work, I stood out from the crowd. Not many people back then were certified in this particular product. The rest is history. But I believe this one decision shaped my career till this date. Yes, we are currently going through some challenging times, but we will get through this. Make the most of your downtime, upskill, cross-skill, and set yourself some goals so you can stand out from the crowd. All the best to everyone, and thank you. Andrew Bibby is an independent Dynamics 365 consultant and advisor from Evesham in the UK. He's a Microsoft MVP and well-known for his leadership in the UK CRM user group. 
Hi folks, my name's Andrew Bibby. I'm a business applications MVP from the UK. I work primarily on Dynamics 365 projects and have done for the last ooh, 13 years. So how have I been impacted by COVID-19? Um, actually, work-wise, not too much. I was lucky enough to uh, start a new piece of work just um, around the time of going into lockdown and that work is all completely remote now that we can work over Teams fairly effectively. And so I work from home, uh, from my home office. And so from that perspective, not impacted greatly. But um, from a home perspective, I've got kids and they're at home, they're off school. And that's been sometimes a little bit of a challenge, even though they're, they're a bit older and so they're fairly self-sufficient. But, uh, you know, just keeping them um, motivated and working and uh, you know also doing work at, at the same time sometimes being a challenge but I, I do count myself very lucky in that uh, I don't have the amount of work to do that perhaps kids with uh, sorry people with kids that are younger and need a bit more help but um, yeah so I'm not massively impacted I'm very lucky to say that but if you are impacted, you know, if I were to give advice to my younger self, um, if I had been laid off or maybe I'd been furloughed from my job, what would I tell myself? Um, so I took a choice about 11 years ago after I'd been working with Dynamics CRM, as it was at the time, for about a year, that I would focus specifically on Dynamics CRM, Dynamics 365 for my career for my foreseeable future and i took that decision as a result of hearing from microsoft that they were investing massively into dynamics 365 as a platform something like a billion dollars at the time and um, so i could see the direction that the product was heading in and over the years obviously a lot has changed since then but that's one thing i still see is a massive investment in the product and in now Power Platform as well as Dynamics 365 on all those products there. So in terms of security, if you were thinking of moving into business applications, that gives you a really clear steer that actually Microsoft is in this for the long haul and there is a huge investment there. And not only that, actually the products that are in that suite are starting to get some really good feedback from the industry so in terms of things like Gartner reports you know they're in that top right quadrant for a lot of areas now and again that just indicates that Microsoft is doing a good job and if you were to get into business applications um, you would be pretty safe I think in terms of being able to get a job because there is a skill shortage in our industry and has been for years and also that the product suite um, will be around in years to come. Obviously it will change and we need to change along with that, but I have no particular concerns over my future with business applications and being able to adapt with the economy, however it turns out. So business applications being a really good, strong career choice, I think, and how can you get into that? Uh, how can you start to learn about Dynamics 365 and Power Platform? I think a good way of doing that and getting a broad range of skills is by taking the certification exams. I know that's not the choice of everybody, but for me, that's a good way to learn a broad range of get a broad range of knowledge about the products. And so a way to start on that journey is to take the exams and in, in learning what you need to take those exams, a resource like Microsoft Learn is really helpful in doing that. And you can actually put in a career path that you want to follow and get 
a program of study from Microsoft Learn um, to advise you on where you need to go next. So that's really useful. So that's microsoft.com slash learn. It's a good place to start. I think secondly, I would, um, if I was looking for a new job and I'd been laid off, or maybe I was looking for a different job, I was taking the opportunity um, to, to move companies. I definitely optimize my CV and work on that and also optimize my LinkedIn profile. Now, the approach I took to that was really to um, keep them both the same. The content is pretty much the same in my CV and on LinkedIn. Unfortunately, lots of companies still need CVs these days, but so you need to keep that up to, up to date. But what I did was two things. So first of all, kind of cosmetically, I actually got a template for my CV, which was um, very easy to find. I can't remember. I think I got it in, on Etsy, maybe even. But uh, yeah, one of the sites out there that, you know, you just Google for CV templates or resume templates and, you know, there's some really good ones out there actually look really professional, really cheap. It was about, I don't know, $15, something like that. So that I thought it was a good investment. The other area that I, I spent money on was actually I went to a third party company who specialized in giving people advice on their CV content and LinkedIn uh, and optimizing those um, for recruiters. And there's a company in the UK that does this, but, you know, obviously they're around the world and that's was an investment of maybe around 200 pounds. I did it a few years ago, um, but I found that really helpful, if nothing else, to um, develop my understanding of what people were looking for and also um, be more concise maybe in my language. Uh, and so, yeah, I would definitely recommend going to a third party expert in writing resumes and CVs and LinkedIn profiles, you know, and taking their advice. You can spend a lot of time and you know, maybe you have that time reading articles on the internet about how to improve LinkedIn and CV content. But in, it, it's great that you could, if you wanted to take that route, you absolutely could. Um, but I found great success in actually paying somebody, a professional to do that. So if you have the money to invest, I think that pays dividends when you're actually looking for a new job. Um, so while we're talking about new jobs, uh, a tip on interviewing for new jobs virtually in this new world. You're likely to have a video interview, I would guess, and just a couple of tips on that. I would say you're likely also to be doing that interview from home. You know, choose a quiet space, choose a time of day when you've got good internet, probably. Maybe get everyone else off the internet, stop streaming Netflix and that kind of thing, because you really want to have your video on so that you can look your interviewer in the eye. And by that, I mean actually look into the camera, look where that little light is on your computer look them in the eye and they can get to know you a bit better also you know be aware of what you look like and how you present yourself so you know make a little bit of effort on presentation i would say put a shirt or blouse on if you, your room is a little bit messy maybe use a teams background or you know zoom background just to make that a little bit more professional looking um, but you know i think people understand that you're doing this from home and so there are certain ex exceptions but it also doesn't hurt to show that you put a bit you put a bit of effort into um, into the interview process as well. Okay, if I was furloughed again, you know, even if I knew that I had a job to go back to, I think I'd be taking the time to um, learn some new skills and perhaps specialize in some areas that are of um, high demand or higher demand, I should say, because Dynamics and Power Platform are in high demand already. But maybe you wanna look at specializing in a product area. So Omnichannel, for example, or remote uh, robotic process automation, the new tools that have come out from Microsoft. 
maybe you want to start blogging about those and, and making videos about those to share your your knowledge and that helps build your presence within the community and also looks good for potential employers uh, or your existing employers i don't think you can get away with in our industry not keeping up to date with technology and, and the changes that are happening and so really take this opportunity to learn some new skills learn some new areas uh, and keep sharpening the saw another couple of areas that are in high demand that i see is application lifecycle management so people that know how to do that automation using azure devops that's a particularly in demand skill and release pipelines build pipelines but also you know managing user stories managing uh, azure boards things like that it's all really good it's a really good skill to have to be able to know your way around azure devops or another tool similar tool and then finally azure you know azure is not not going away in the foreseeable future and uh, if you have knowledge about that or even if you want to do a fundamentals exam on that or get really a bit more in depth about actually the breadth of services available in azure that's another one a good one to choose i would say and then finally, you know, not to focus too much on the um, the work side is when we are at home a lot and maybe locked in a little room a lot, you know, your office or wherever you're working. I think it's really important to look after your mental health and physical health as well. I've taken the opportunity to do make a few changes, actually, whilst I've been working from home. One of them I wasn't really convinced of when I first started, but I have found it helpful is to um, start meditating. And that really helped me start the day in a good way. I'm using an app, it's called Balance, um, from the um, Apple App Store in that case, but there are a good number of meditation apps around. Uh, I definitely recommend giving that a try. I was a bit surprised at how it, it really helped me kind of level set at the start of the day and get into what I was doing. Secondly, get out of the house, you know, even if it's going for a walk, I think the benefits of getting outside and doing a bit of exercise, even if it's not actual, you know, strenuous exercise, uh, doing that every day, I think is really important. So uh, that's good for your mental health. It's um, it, it's good for a change of scene. And so you, you stop getting that sort of stir crazy feeling that you get after you've been in the same place for days at a time. And then finally, keep in touch with family and friends. Um, I think that's, again, really important just to have that outside contact. Um, drop in on any number of the many virtual social events that are happening at the moment. And also, you know, keep in touch with your family, either on the phone or video calls, all that kind of stuff. All, it, it's the sort of thing that you only miss when you stop doing it. But it all helps your mental health, I think. And that's really important to keep on top of that in this current situation. I hope that was useful. Thanks very much. Lisa Crosby is a technology evangelist for Barhead Solutions. She's also a Microsoft MVP and she's based in Melbourne, Australia and has recently launched her own podcast, The Up Podcast with Megan Walker. Hi, my name's Lisa Crosby and I work as a technology evangelist for Barhead Solutions and I'm based in Melbourne, Australia. My job involves running a lot of public events and training programs like App in a Day. And so the impact for me of the current situation and working from home means that instead of being in a room full of people, which I love, I'm now sitting in an empty room and talking to a webcam. We've 
been delivering all of these events via Microsoft Teams. And so as much as I miss being around people, the upside for me has been really learning how to deliver using that technology to see what's genuinely possible in that virtual environment that I would never have thought possible. And that we've been able to expand our reach, that I've been able to, to, to train and help more people uh, using the technology this way. And uh, that's, that's been a real positive for me. So the advice I would give to my younger self might be a little bit surprising because some of you might know me from LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. But the advice I would give to my younger self is don't be afraid of networking. I used to be terrible at networking. I used to be reluctant to approach people I didn't know. Um, I worked for a long time in organizations where, where LinkedIn was actually discouraged or, or ignored. Uh, and so I've really only been active there for three years and you can go a long way quite quickly on LinkedIn. So the advice I'm giving here is it's not a, it's not a quick fix. You know, I, this is more about building a network, getting involved in community, because I really, my experience is that I really believe in the serendipity of opportunity. Once you start putting things of value out there, once you start doing things, other things spark off that, other things happen. And especially now, even if you're not working, if you can get involved in that community, contribute to things, you will meet people who have influence, who have opportunities, and things will start to happen. It's not as simple as saying, here's a job, I'm applying for that job, I'm reaching out for that job, but being involved with, with where all the action is can certainly bring about opportunities that you just wouldn't expect. So my advice for working with LinkedIn, obviously have a good profile. There's plenty of uh, advice out there about having a good photo, about describing yourself well and so on. But I wanted to talk about the content that you put out on LinkedIn because this is the thing for me that has, uh, that has made that platform an absolute success for me. And it's about putting out content that's both valuable but also very much sort of representative of yourself. You want to add some color and some personality to LinkedIn because there's not a lot of it out there. And if you do it well and if it's genuine, it really makes you stand out. So there's a lot of people just reposting blog posts, reposting things with no insight, no commentary, no value. If you post things, you know, things that you're interested in, that you're passionate about, that you've read about, and you're putting it out there in a way that's valuable and interesting to other people, people will notice that and pick that up. Um, and it's a, it's a very good way to get started in terms of posting content. Be authentic and find something you're genuinely interested in and say that. You can absolutely be professional and show personality at the same time. I found a really good way that I started connecting with people, especially high profile people in the community was just to join the conversations. The people in the business applications community are very, very big on lifting each other, on, on sharing and learning together. And if you join a conversation with those kinds of people, believe me, they will welcome you with open arms. But you've got to jump in with something more than just that's interesting or thanks or hey, can you give me a job? You need to join a conversation again, find something, a thread on a post that you're interested in, ask a question, tell someone that you know what what um what they've done and what you've done and how those things relate together join in a joke you know whatever works for your particular style that will come across as authentic and my other piece of advice about reaching out to a high profile person or someone who is influential who you want to be part of your network is don't just click that connect button and nothing else People who are active and prominent on LinkedIn get hundreds of connection requests and they're all just this anonymous in the mix connection requests. But if you want to connect with someone, send them a message with that connection and tell them how you came to know about them. Tell them something you've seen of their work that made you want to connect. I've done this, the time of recording I've been watching Build this week. There were two program managers from Microsoft there talking about technology that I'm really interested in, but I don't know those people. 
both of them. I reached out and said, hi, I work in this space. I was just watching your presentation on Build this morning. That demo you did really sparked my interest. That thing you showed is really interesting to me because of this and that. Those kinds of messages. Even I've had messages from people who say to me, I watched your session on XYZ and I wanted to connect. As simple as that. If you're offering something about you know, why you want to connect with that person, you'll be surprised how easy it is to, to connect with those people. But don't just click that anonymous button. So there you go. That's my advice. I really hope that is helpful to you. Putting things of value out into that social world and into that community world, connecting with people, joining the conversation, all those things definitely lead to opportunity and great stuff. Good luck. Thanks. Cedric Holmes and I worked together at Slalom in Los Angeles, and today he runs his own advisory business, New Age Concepts. Hi, everyone. My name is Cedric Holmes. I've been working in the consulting field for over 20 years, with 10 of those dedicated to Dynamics 365. I'd like to thank Neil for the opportunity to speak on this topic and on his podcast. Neil has been a very important figure in my career, so this is an honor that he's asked me to join this conversation. So I've been affected by the pandemic in a very weird way. Recently, I was working as a senior manager managing accounts for a firm specializing in sales service and field service applications. And of course, things got weird. So just like everyone else, I had to scramble to make um, sense of it all. During this time, what I'm doing is pushing my own firm as I've had more time to do that and market myself now. And of course, to stay above water, just like most of us. So what I've been doing is hitting LinkedIn like crazy. And I expect that when things pick up, my efforts will pay off. So of course, like all of you, I'm looking forward to the near future. If I were to give my younger self some advice based on the situation we're all facing, I would really suggest that I work on those skills and resources that don't have certifications attached to them. Well, what do you mean by that, Cedric? Think about this. Even today, I'm working on building my network for the future. There is no certification for this, but it will for sure pay off when it's time for it to pay off. I feel like this is just as important as that Dynamics certification that we all have to get for our resume. If I was building a list for my younger self, one, I would make sure that my resume meets modern standards. You may look at it as just words, for example, but does your summary really describe who you actually are today? Are all of your relevant skills included? Does it include a business photo or at least a path to your LinkedIn profile? Employers want to see who you are, given the fact that we can. 15 years ago, social media, of course, wasn't what it is today. But now that we are here, you should treat your professional profile like you treat that Instagram or Facebook profile. Two, how well do I speak in public? In order to be considered a leader, a lot of the times you have to put on that verbal show for your potential followers. Speaking for myself, I knew early on that my goal was to be a leader in whatever I decided to do. I would definitely go back to my younger self and stress how important those Toastmasters sessions were. You must be able to speak with confidence and maybe even a little charisma in order to get where you're going as a leader. That's very important. Third and my final point might seem obvious, but I would build or maybe update my three-year plan one of the things I like to do is go on job boards, and even when I'm not looking for a new position, find that thing that I want to be in the future. I then review the qualifications of that thing, 
and then I evaluate where I am today versus where I need to be in the future. For example, if I want to be the director of customer engagement for a mid-sized consulting firm, I need to check and see what I need to have. Experience years are great, but do they prefer someone with a master's degree? Are there certifications that I'll need where I should begin to prepare? Even the nice-to-haves, right? Should I get some of those to impress the hiring manager enough to where maybe it's a no-brainer when the time comes? These things may take a few years to really get in order, so why not look at it now? We have the time to do it, so let's do it. With all of that said, I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I'd love to continue this conversation or maybe start a new one with you. Thanks all. David Kohar has been in the CRM space for about as long as anyone I know. Today, he's the EVP for business solutions at eLogic in Bellevue in the US. Hey, Neil, David Kohar from eLogic. Thank you for having me on this uh, virtual episode and uh, the specific topic being, what advice would I give to my younger self? So I thought about this for a little bit and I broke this into three categories, learning, creating, and networking. So I wanna talk about those three areas in that order. So let's start with learning. I always look at learning as relevant to what's going on in the market right now, what's hot, what's interesting. And of course, in our space, one of the uh, popular topics, of course, and one of the hot you know, platforms right now is, is Power Apps. So I'm going to use Power Apps as my theme through this in, entire uh, overview. So let's look at that from a learning standpoint. First thing I would do is I'd go off and look for some complimentary training. There's tons of places to go these days. Unfortunately, my younger self was pre, pre all this social media and whatnot, but um, today we have such access to a lot of great content. So I would hop onto LinkedIn and various places and go and find some really good resources for, for Power Apps. I'd start to learn the platform and learn the basics and build my way up from that. The next thing I would do is get into the creating phase and I would start to think about how might I go and, for example, create a power app or even leverage one of the existing power apps that Microsoft has built and download that and then learn, learn it front to back, um, maybe go and extend it or be able to go out and write a blog post about it, do a video on it, um, do various you know, content pieces around it, demonstrating your knowledge of the platform and how it could get applied um, to various business or business scenarios. And then the third thing I would really do is I'd really work on my networking. There are a number of people, of course, that wanna, wanna help everybody here in this, in this day and age and in specifically in the scenario that um, we find the world in right now. So I would go into LinkedIn as an example and I would look for people that I know and maybe connect with them. I go to my first degree connections and um, see if there's places where they may have some advice Maybe you uh, even volunteer at some places to give them a free sample of how good you actually are and what you're capable of doing. And it might just lead into um, them giving a recommendation to you or possibly hiring you on you know, part-time or full-time. So I would focus on that uh, specifically from a networking standpoint. And then adding to that, I would go and follow some of the you know, the leaders in this space. So think of some of the really big power apps people and, and go and listen to what they're saying, what they're doing. So think of people like Donna Sarker or Charles Lamana. Go and look them up on LinkedIn and see what they're posting about and talking about because these are the people that are really setting the pace for what's going on, um, you know, in, in this case in the power apps market. So those are my three things. Quick recap, learning, creating, and networking. 
and uh, just get up every day and start to do one or two of those things at least and uh, get get that going on a daily basis and uh, you're definitely going to see some success from it. So hope that helps, Neil, uh, and hopefully that helps to the to the uh, the listeners here on your podcast. Thanks again for having me, David Kohar from eLogic. Andrew Welch is the Director of the Business Applications Group at Applied Information Sciences in Alexandria in the U.S. He's another Microsoft MVP and a recently published author. Congratulations, Andrew. Hey there, this is Andrew Welch. Um, I'm the Director of the Business Applications Practice at a company called AIS, Applied Information Sciences. Um, and I'm also a, a Microsoft MVP for Business Applications. I live in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, which is a uh, uh, just outside of Washington D.C. Um, though in better times, when <clears throat> we're not, uh, our movements aren't locked down, I try to uh, split my time between the Washington D.C. area and uh, and London, where I, I spend a lot of time. When I think about how I've been impacted at at work and at home by by the pandemic, it's it's really been interesting. Um, one of the things that comes to mind is the uh, what I've seen is the utter, uh, the obliteration of uh, boundaries when it comes to uh, people's, to people's work life. And I've thought about this, and it's, it's, it's really interesting to me. I think that even though I was never, uh, I never commuted at consistent times, because I, I travel so much, uh, I think that, um, because no one is really commuting anymore, we don't have what I almost call herd immunity against uh, the workday creeping later or earlier. Um, so what I find is that now that all you're doing is you're kind of going from your bedroom to your desk in the morning and uh, maybe from your bedroom to your uh, dining room in the evening, the urge to fill that time with more and more and more work is is really crazy to me. So uh, something that I've encouraged my team to do is to uh, actually block out time on their calendar for uh, deep work to I've asked, I've asked everyone on the team to not schedule meetings with one another between, you know, only to schedule meetings between uh, 8 and uh, 1400, that's 2 p.m. Uh, local time. I think that that's also really important. Now, sometimes we can't all live in those bounds, right, because we're working with folks from all around the world and uh, different time zones and, and that type of thing. So I'm uh, working on a project right now where uh, I'm in U.S. Eastern Time. I'm working with someone in uh, uh, British Summer Time, in Central European Time, on uh, India Time, and as well as uh, Australian uh, Eastern Time as well. So we can't all be perfect in the way that we block those days out, but um, uh, here we are. The advice that that I give to anyone, I think, whether you're um, you know experiencing kind of a, a, a downturn in your in your personal or work life now, uh, or whether you're, you're riding high and you feel like you're doing pretty well, is <clears throat> I think that it's really important for everyone to have, uh, to have a big idea, right? So, so spend this time to not just think about what your big idea is, but to actually uh, start to share that big idea, start to blog about it, uh, write about it, podcast, whatever it might be, um, you know, a white paper, what, what, whatever the best medium or sets of medium um, uh, is to, to, to share your big idea. Uh, that's what I think you should be putting some time into now and all the time. 
Um, so, so in my case, at least in the, the business applications world, um, you know, my big idea has been on the importance of uh, uh, enterprise management and governance around, around Power Platform. That's a, certainly a big idea that I, I share with others. It's not like uh, it needs to be your exclusive big idea. But I think that thinking that through really helps you to, one, develop um, uh, some expertise in a particular topic, which is hugely valuable. Uh, but it also allows you to spend time focusing on something that uh, presumably you really enjoy or really you find interesting. Uh, I also think that it's important to spend some time doing things uh, away from from work. Um, they might be you might work hard on them, but that kind of expand your mind. So um, for me, that's that's writing. I, I love to write. Uh, I love to write fiction. Um, I have a book coming out here uh, uh, this month. Um, so I really encourage you, whether it uh, whether it's uh, writing or painting or baking, whatever it is, uh, to to spend a little bit of time focused on creating a beautiful and useful, uh, or perhaps tasty, things, depending on on what that is. So, in any case, uh, to everyone listening, uh, whether you are uh, experiencing good times or bad right now, I wish you the best of luck, and um, I really thank you for being a part of our our really. Uh, our incredibly wonderful uh, global community. Good luck. I hope you found inspiration and motivation from my guests. Just before we wrap up, I'd like to add a few thoughts of my own on managing your finances. Hi, this is Neil Benson. I'm a Scrum coach at Customary in Brisbane, Australia, helping Microsoft customers and partners successfully implement Microsoft business applications with the Scrum framework. Listen, if you're on the bench or you've been laid off or stood down, as a result of the economic impacts of the coronavirus pandemic, I want you to know you're not alone. And this kind of thing has happened before. I was laid off in 2001 after the dot-com bubble burst and then fired in 2002. That's when I started my first business. And it was tough to get going in the first couple of years when the economy was recovering from a recession. But when I look back, I'm really thankful for how it all worked out. In 2012, my wife Natasha and I moved to Hermosa Beach, California. We had taken a trip up to San Francisco. I had to get back for work while my wife and her parents were staying in San Francisco a while longer. So I drove south through the California Central Valley to Los Angeles. And on the drive, I picked up a program on the radio called The Dave Ramsey Show. I listened to three hours of Dave Ramsey that afternoon and I was hooked. In case you don't know him... Dave started a financial counselling service that has grown into a successful enterprise of radio shows, podcasts, books, training classes, events, budgeting apps, and lots more. As soon as I got home, I bought Dave's book, Total Money Makeover, and learned the seven baby steps to financial freedom. Number one, save $1,000 for your starter emergency fund. Number two, pay off all your debt, except your mortgage, smallest to largest. Number three, Save three to six months of living expenses in your fully funded emergency fund. Number four, start saving 15% of all your income in retirement accounts. Number five, start saving for your kids' college fees. Number six, pay off your mortgage. And number seven, build wealth and your legacy. I devoured Dave's books and podcasts. Natasha and I went to one of his live shows in Los Angeles. And we even had our photograph taken with Dave when we stopped in his Nashville studio on our drive from LA to New York. When we left the US in 2015, I found a new Dave Ramsey. His name is Scott Pape, also known as the Barefoot Investor. And he's the Australian version of Dave. 
Scott also has a podcast and a best-selling book. I joined Scott's Barefoot Blueprint Investors Club and followed his nine barefoot steps, which are almost identical to Dave's seven baby steps. By following what we've learned from Dave and Scott, Natasha and I paid off all of our debts. We paid cash for a second-hand car when we got to Australia. We don't have any credit cards. Every two weeks, we pay more than we need to on our mortgage, which is our only remaining debt. And every time we get paid, we save and invest a lot of our pay and carefully budget the rest of our spending. We both work in our own business, which feels a little risky, so we've built up six months of living expenses. In our business, we divert a proportion of every dollar of revenue into a liabilities account to pay for salaries, and taxes and superannuation, which is Australia's compulsory retirement savings program. And we divert a proportion into a profit account. We budget whatever's left to pay for operating expenses and future capital investments. Whenever COVID-19 hit, our business was impacted. We have one employee who is currently on the bench, and it might be a few months before we can find a new client project for him. A key client cut all their consultants' rates by 15%. Our course sales are going steady as more Microsoft business apps professionals want to learn Scrum and gain their Scrum certification, but our consulting revenues are pretty severely impacted. The profit fund in our business and the emergency fund at home are the only two reasons we can both still sleep at night. If your business applications career and your finances have been impacted because of coronavirus, here's what I would do right now to avoid sinking and to set yourself up for success as we recover from this crisis. First of all, pick up Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover and Scott Pape's Barefoot Investor from your library. Both books have a little bit of content specific to each country, but 95% applies to everybody in any country. Their writing styles are quite different, but their wisdom is very similar. Examine every penny you spend. The only things you should be spending any money on right now is your rent or mortgage, utility bills, groceries and insurance, and many of those things are negotiable. Go through all of your bills for the last 12 months and cancel every recurring payment you can. Number three, don't buy anything more right now unless you can save up and pay for it with your debit card. No afterpay, no store credit, no credit cards. If you can't pay cash, you can't afford it. If you have a leased car, figure out how to get rid of it. Pay cash for a cheaper car. Check the terms of your lease carefully. I was able to hand over the keys and walk away from the lease on my sports car because I had paid off half of it already. Boost your income through whatever means you can. Can you do some remote contract work for a Microsoft customer or partner you know? While you're hustling, looking for a professional gig, deliver groceries, deliver takeaway meals, and sell everything in your house that you haven't used for a year. You need cash right now. Keep up your connections. This is a great time to reconnect with all your loose connections on LinkedIn. A couple of years ago would have been better, but this is the second best time. Stay plugged into your community and ask for introductions. Polish your skills. Use your time to learn more valuable skills. If you have the funds, take the exams you need to certify your existing skills. So those are my tips for managing your finances during the economic impacts of the coronavirus pandemic. Good luck, keep sprinting, and bye for now. My sincere thanks to my guests. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your patience while I edited this podcast together. Our community really appreciates your advice. Thanks, guys.
Remember, you'll find show notes, including contact details for all my guests and a transcript of this episode at amazingapps.show. We've got lots more advice-packed interviews and episodes lined up. Make sure you don't miss any by subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast player. If you liked this episode and find it useful, then I hope you can take on board some of the advice that resonated with you and take action to propel your career forward. One action you could take is to share this podcast episode on LinkedIn and Twitter so that it reaches as many business applications professionals as possible in our community. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you and wish you well. Keep sprinting. Bye for now.